science is awesome. I, I fucking This is going to have zero practical use in my daily life. I don't know, man. You're drinking lava be... every morning. Flavored <laughs> no, lava. Not. Yes, you are. You're drinking uh, coffee-flavored lava. Or hops-flavored lava if you like beer. Don't tell my boss I drink hops in the morning. <laughs> I don't have to tell your boss. <laughs> if he listens to this podcast, you just found out. Hi, everybody. I'm Faith. I'm Lewis. And welcome back to Deck of Crotchety Things. Uh, this week, we are going to level up a character from level 1 to 10. And if you can see the screen, you'll notice that the character's name is Tabitha Von Splotch, because I was actually able to find Tabitha's backstory. It made me very happy. Hey. So, let's see here. I'm going to... Oh, no, I guess maybe I won't make this bigger, because that just kind of screws things up. All right, so... I think maybe best course of action would be to start with Tabitha's backstory, and then we'll dive right into actually doing stuff with 3.5. Sound good? Yeah. I like that. Okay. So this is the story of Tabitha Von Splotch. Tabitha, darling Tabitha, the flower of her parents' hearts. From a young age, she danced and sang in the sun. All was well and fun until her 17th birthday. There were shrieks and screams and gasps coming from the garden while she was readying herself for her party. She looked out the window and saw all the attendants huddled in a corner of the garden with pots, pans, and other household weaponry. Below her window, she saw the grass burned away in a message. Help. Tabitha, sweet Tabitha, never turned away a hand outstretched for aid. She rushed down to the garden and bade the servants stop assailing whatever creature had left her the message. But lady, protested the scullery girl, this monster ate all of your birthday feast and stole all our cutlery. We cannot make more food now. Tabitha, gentle Tabitha, took the pot from the scullery girl with a glare and scooped up the little creature. It cowered from her as best it could until she said, little creature, were you hungry? Don't be afraid. I'm glad I could share my birthday feast with you. The little creature splished and splashed in gratitude. Tabitha smiled sweetly and said, I shall name you Splish, and you shall be my friend for always. And a voice rang as a bronze bell in Tabitha's mind. You have saved my littlest one, tiny mortal. There are yet more to be saved. Will you save them for me? Be my hands and do my will, and you will do great good. Tabitha, generous Tabitha, agreed to the bronze voice, bronze voice in her head, and it went on to tell her of the dire straits of the gelatinous cubes. Tabitha went to her parents and told them of her calling, a place for gelatinous cubes to be safe and happy. Her parents felt this was a noble cause, for nobles with generous hearts and too much money are often eccentric and love doting on their children. That's it. That's the backstory of Tabitha Von Splotch. Magic fish patron. She is an absolute airhead. I fucking nice. love her. So, yeah. <laughs> this is my first ever 5th edition character, and now I'm going to make her a 3rd of 3.5 character. And it's going to be an Eldritch Blast. <laughs> oh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I warlock ready for that. <laughs> oh man, poor Lewis. That, that sounded that sounded slightly better in my head, but still kind of shit. 
Because it's 3 a.m. for you, buddy. It's true, it's 3 a.m. That's the third a.m. there is. <laughs> it's an a.m. that shouldn't exist. All right. Yeah. So here we have uh, Tabitha's character sheet. It is um, filled out so, for uh, this level is gonna one. Be, this is going to be on the podcast and on the YouTube as well, yes? Yes, yes it is. Excellent. Yes. There you go, viewers and listeners. I got you back. Yes. So um, when we were filling out this character sheet for uh, for, for its level oneness, we were having maybe a little too much fun. No, what are you in about? <laughs> you have a heavy mace. <laughs> What's so weird about the heavy mace? <laughs> and it's one-handed, we suppose. A light crossbow, eighty foot, piercing. <laughs> also, Eldritch Blast, because you know you're not a warlock if you don't have Eldritch Blast. One could say it's the point of this class. Oh yes, it's right here in the notes. The I mean, point of this, please. See, right there. And I took some important feats. Oh yes, by the way, yep. I just want to point out, everybody, I'm one of those bland-ass humans. I'm going oh, to no. show you how not bland I am. Oh, and just to, just to, to further bland up this bland blonde she's got blue eyes and pale skin too so extra bland so i, li I live in germany that's pretty, pretty much half the people i see i was gonna say isn't that the norm almost mm. by the way everybody studded leather it's historically inaccurate that's its special property it is uniquely historically inaccurate yes just like every other item in the list <laughs> Every item is uniquely inaccurate. Including the sick. Only one sick. No six. <laughs> Only sick. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I should probably stop before we go uh, go any farther with that joke. That, that had I don't know why stitches. you're having such a problem with the sick industry. <laughs> Hicky sick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christ. Hickey is a liar and a fruit. He stole our designs for the sick. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's three pints of oil. Oh, yeah. So how much money do I have? That was 44 else. at level one. Uh, I'll just say 16 pieces of gold. It's such a small amount. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I speak common. Uh, you also speak two other languages. Oh, right, because I'm a human. Because you're a herman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what 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 kind of language would um gelatinous cubes speak? Uh, they very specifically would not. All right, because they don't have mouths. Um. I mean, I guess I could take Abyssal. Get a lot of Edgelord over here. I know, right? She's like the edgiest warlock ever. Setting up a nature preserve for gelatinous cubes. So edgy. Um, 
So yeah, um, I believe it's Jublex is the demon lord Ooze King. What's so that would alignment? be Abyssal. Yeah, oh, cool. Oh, his, his alignment will be somewhere in the region of neutral and chaotic evil because he's he's actually kind of a pansy as far as um, demon lords go because he just doesn't care. Oh, fair enough. Who because he's in... an ooze. Yeah, so... Uh... Adapt chaotic good, so it works out. Uh, so one more language for Tabitha, and then you're golden. Um, yeah, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because why the fuck not? Daughter of of a noble, what are you gonna do? Study really fucking weird languages. You know, just you know, I just woke up one day, spoke to a fish, and now I speak Russian and French. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> Absolutely not fucking nothing. That's what. I should probably put my. Ah, uh, bonjour, monsieur. I don't. I don't know okay. enough Russian to greet someone. Das Vadanya, comrade. I don't know what that was. I have no idea either. Please, please don't. Please don't sue me, Russia. Yes, let's sue us for all our negative you, you millions. Were, you were only allowed to sue me pre-collapse of the Soviet Union, where you didn't use money. It's cool. <laughs> oh, Chris. Um, all right. So that is actually just a filled-out character sheet. Um, Ta-da! For any of you 5th edition players um, looking at this, you'll notice that a lot of it is the same if the format is considerably different. Uh, you've got the same stats. Hit pointers work out the same way. You get a full hit dice at first level and your con mod every level. Um, your AC is spelled out for you here. Um, so you can see here that Faith has a base 10, plus 3 armor, plus 0 shield, plus 3 dex, because that is something slightly different in, in third. Um, armor just at You have a base 10, and armor adds to it. Whereas in fifth, the armor replaces the base 10 with a number. So in this case, instead of having an armor that gives you a plus three, it would just replace the 10 with a 13. Um, I'm not entirely sure why they chose that. But because they did. addition is hard. I know, but you, you, you replace an entire number. Um, what else we got um, so there's only three saves that you need to deal with um, and proficiency is not a thing so what you get is um, a preset number base saved value given to you at every level by your class um, and then you add the relative modifier um which is how my best save as my base class wound up as a zero, because I've got a negative two wisdom. That change eventually. I know. But it's really um, funny. And, yeah, the only other real change, um, if there is any fifth edition players watching this, um, when you look at the skills over on the right here, you've got a number in the ranks column. Instead of merely getting proficiency in some skills, you can freely place 
um, one of, in Faith's specific case here, 20 skill points anywhere in any of the skills. Yep. Um, so in my case, I did four in Bluff, four in Concentration, that's eight. Uh, four in Knowledge Arcana is 12. Uh, three in Knowledge Planes is 15. One in Disguise is 16. One in Knowledge Religion is 17. Uh, one in Spellcraft is 18. Use Magic Device is 19. Oh, I think I'm miscounted, didn't I? Intimidate? Oh, Intimidate. Yep, there it is. And one in Intimidate, that's 20. Yeah, so perfect. I will do really well on my bluff checks because I have a naturally good charisma and I trained I'm as a noble, I know how to lie to people. No, you you just remind them how things actually work. Yeah, that's true. So this flexibility has let faith effectively split um one of one installment of what would be proficiency in a skill into a very minor proficiency into multiple skills. Which at level one, when like it's these are you roll a d20 and then you just add, and these are not bad skills, even untrained. Yeah, you you have some really good stats there. Hell yeah, I do. Um, I don't I don't think there's actually anything else um that is different between a third edition character sheet and a fifth edition one. Not really, no. Um, you've got your attacks over here, which. Um, you have an attack bonus, which is derived from your base attack bonus and your relative, your relative attack modifier. Right. So because I, because as a magic user, I am not naturally going to get a base attack bonus. And because I have an eight strength, I'm going to have a minus one modifier. Get out of here, piece of garbage. Eh, eh, fine, I'll just scroll up. Okay. So. Um, yeah, base attack bonus would be your proficiency on attack rolls, um, and again, this number is just given to you. It's it's different. It comes in three different um, progression rates. Faith's got a three quarter progression here, um, but there's also half progression and full progression. These yep. are called um, full bab, three quarter bab, and half bab. We have touched on these before. Um, half and three-quarter bab have zero um, bab, base attack bonus, at level one. Um, whereas a full bab will have one, a plus one at every level. Where it is, at the moment, Faith's going to have, at level 20, a plus 15 to her bab. Whereas a wizard who has a half bab will max out at a plus 10 at level 20 which sounds like a lot when you look at the wizard having a plus 10 and the fighter having a plus 20, but it's not really so much. The fighter's probably actually going to be having redundant bab, which they're going to be using on skills and whatnot. Right. Um, the the three-quarter bab is actually pretty much what the game's built around, to be honest. 
Um, a lot of uh, monsters have a three-quarter bab progression, um, which is a bit of a tangent, but yeah, there you go. All right. Tangent one. Yeah, tangent Done. one. Yep. All right. But yeah, you take your bab or proficiency of zero, and you add your dexterity of three to get your um, ranged attack thing. Oh, uh, that is another thing um, for the attack of Eldritch Blast. It uses my dex because it's ranged. Yes. Um, so the way skills, the way stats worked was a lot more um, mad as opposed to sad. Mad being multiple attribute dependent as opposed to sad, which is single attribute dependent. Um, some classes are more sad, and some classes are more mad. Paladin is very mad, which is where the lawful stupid trope comes, because they like having a high strength to hit things, they like having a high dex to not be hit by things, they like having a high con to absorb hit points from being hit by things, they like to have a high wisdom to cast spells at things, and they like to have a high charisma to boost their saves and cast and... um do some of their magic tricks. Um, intelligence being only useful for learning a second language, and sadly, French just isn't as important as your entire class. <laughs> what if um, it's a French class, though? No. <laughs> um, okay, that one was a bit of a reach. Sorry. No, no, um, I meant my joke was a bit of a reach. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would I would say that rogues are very They're sad. Very almost sad. They're so um, sad. Because dexterity is what lets them hide, it lets it's what lets them um throw move silently. It's yeah, it's what lets them throw things at range. It also affects their AC, it affects their initiative, it's just a great little it it's it's silly how good that is. Um now, a rogue should have a decent, in my opinion, should have a decent intelligence score as well for skill skill points because they are a skill monkey, but they get a base number of skill points every level of 8 plus intelligence. So... They may not um, actually... See, and you... I... Quick question on that. Uh, because they are skill monkeys, don't they eventually get to a point where they have more skill points than they can actually spend? Like, isn't that theoretically possible? Um, no, okay. I don't think so because there's there, there's enough skills there. Like if you look at the number of skills there, um, and you think that each one takes up a slot from your eight plus intelligence modifier, um, like you, you definitely just become really good at everything, but like the least skilled rogue is still more skilled than most other classes. That's true. So if you took a fighter with an intelligence of 18, he's getting six skill points. And then you take a rogue who's got an intelligence of eight, he's getting seven skill points. <laughs> the fighters there, I was like, I went to university for eight Years and the rogue's just like, I found a sandwich on the street. It was stale. <laughs> also, I can do all these things. It was a magic um, sandwich. 
It was a magic sandwich. <laughs> magic. Magic sandwich. <laughs> it's the brood witch. Um, but we've also got a grapple modifier here. That is something that's default for third edition. Um, this is derived from your base attack bonus, your strength modifier, your size modifier, which is interesting, but also entirely irrelevant to what we're discussing today, and a misc modifier, which appears on almost everything. Um, so as it stands, if something wanted to grapple faith, it would roll a d20 plus a number. Faith would roll a number plus a d20 plus one, minus one. Easy. Ah, the ratio. Ah, sorry. <coughs> there we go. Ah, the ratio. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a really cool sheet. Um, if you guys can find it, if you need it. Um, I can't tell you where I found it. Other than Google, probably some years ago. I mean, um, if you really need it, I, uh, one of us will give it to you. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a secret thing. It, it's someone's someone's done good on this some years ago, and oh yeah, well done to them. Yeah, um, it might actually be a Wizard of the Coast thing, right? Um, so so yeah. So this is level one. This is this is what you'd have straight off the bat. Yep. All right. So um, I guess now we move so on gonna, to. Hey, you killed some goblins. Did I? Yay! Did I really kill goblins? No. No. I've seen you play. Yeah. No. Well, no. You've seen you've seen Skipper Dina play. She was not yeah. equipped. She was not equipped for combat. I am still not sure as to whether I was a little too hard on you guys in that one. <laughs> but I had fun, so screw you. <laughs> That's okay, we um, also had fun, so screw you, asshole. <laughs> this is how mutually assured entertainment works. Yes. May. So, on the second page of the sheet at the top, it will ask you for experience. Experience? Experience. <laughs> Now, I believe, offhand, I'll have to double-check, and I will double-check, it is a thousand experience points. It is a thousand experience points. It's you have killed so many goblins, you have gained a thousand experience points. Yay! Which tips you over into level two. Level two. Um, Electric boogaloo. Yep. Boogaloo. And... And you're going to see how amazingly non-complicated this is. Just press CTRL, CTRL A. Ah. That's not what you're doing. It does not want me to erase the one in career level. Can you press right and then backspace? Wait, what the heck? Go away, sticky note. No. Shoot. There. I don't know what this yeah. thing is all about, but okay. All right, so now okay. level two. Okay, level two. All right. This is just going to be great. So first things first, roll a d6. That's your hit points. Um, I don't have a d6. Can you roll one for me? Um, you got a three. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you get your three. And you get another three from your constitution modifier there. 
Yay, so I'm up to 15. Yep. Yay! Um, then you would look at your character table, um, which you could note that the only differences are your base attack bonus goes from 0 to 1. Hang on. I... Yeah, okay. Base attack bonus goes from zero to one, and then my will save goes to three. Okay. So that is one. Base save three. Ta da! Yep. Cool. Uh, you now get two plus intelligence modifier plus a bonus one because you're a human for for five skill points to put anywhere sweet so following the normal rules so you you have as faith's doing that you'll notice on the left hand side there of each skill there's some marked with a cross and some not if they're marked with a cross they are a class skill if they are not then they are a cross class skill you can put one rank into a you can put one skill point into a class skill for one rank up to so many for cross class skill you can put in one skill point for a half rank and the maximum that can go to is half a normal one because like there are things that you've learned to do here you are able to learn other things on the side but they're not really in your wheelhouse so it's a little bit more of a trial i've got an i've got a visitor hang on <coughs> since she's away let's just quickly touch on this um some of the skills here are marked with a little black square which I'm going to have to open my little sheet here to double check because that's too tiny for my little eyes. Yes. So the little black square there says that it is um, an untrained skill, which means anyone can do it regardless of whether you have ranks or not. So Faith has no ranks in any of her crafts, but if she was to try and craft a pottery item, she can. If she wants to craft anything, really, she can, um, with exceptions being exceptional. Um, even though she spent no time learning how to use a rope, she can tie a rope. Easy. The skill also lists a key ability, um, be it intelligence, dex, charisma, strength, con, wisdom. Um, and this this sheet's really cool because it actually works it all out for you. Um, all the skills that have a asterisk by them, so for example, balance has dex asterisk. Um, these suffer from your um, armor check penalty, which in Faith's case is a minus one. Um, it's not really important, but since Faith was away, I thought I'd mention it. I'm back. There is hello. There is one addition clause to the this whole subject, and that is with swim. 
Swim can be used untrained because it has the black square and it uses your strength as its base thing. But it takes double the armor check penalty from your armor um, or weight because, you know, swimming is hard when you're wearing full plate and carrying an anvil. And since we're on um, the topic of armor check penalties, minus a minus one. Yep. So when you probably swims, said she... that, so <laughs> I did, but it's okay. fine. Cool. Um, so while it's not factored on the sheet yet, we would put it in the the right hand column, if at all. To be perfectly honest, I normally just leave it out and then just confer each time. Yeah, because swimming comes up so rarely. But when it does, Faith's gonna drown with her D twenty minus three. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, a puddle. Um, oh. I, I'm, I'm not joking. That's actually one of the biggest scary things in D&D. You'll get to like a level 10 character and they'll be like, oh yes, I can do this. I can kill dragons in like two hits. If I get this crit off, I can kill this thing. And it's just like, yeah, but there's a puddle that's four foot deep. No, my one weakness. <laughs> As this eight foot paladin drowns in this four foot puddle. Liquid water. Technically, it's lava, so it sounds cool. Oh. <laughs> Liquid Technically, rock. it's lava, so, yeah. <laughs> um, this was something I discovered a couple of weeks ago. Water is technically lava, and I just my brain doesn't like accepting this. Wait, what? Uh, it's because of the um, fairly broad terms of what it is. Like, I think if water is pure... Um, it falls under the same definition as lava, which is molten rock, because if that pure water was frozen, it would be ice, which is a solid single mineral object, in which case that ice would also be rock. So water would be molten rock, ergo lava. Science is awesome. I I this is going to have zero practical use in my daily life. I don't know, man. You're drinking lava be... every morning. Flavored <laughs> no, lava. Not. Yes, you are. You're drinking uh, coffee-flavored lava. Or hops-flavored lava if you like beer. Don't tell my boss I drink hops in the morning. <laughs> I don't have to tell your boss. <laughs> if he listens to this podcast, you just found out. <laughs> I don't think he will be. Okay. Especially um, not now. So, so science, back to skills. It's going to say science tangents aside. <laughs> um, Faith has accidentally discovered a secret bonus. <gasps> what? Da da da. I has a secret bonus. So there is, um, there is a extra bonus in skills. You do get to do all this malleable pick and choosing. Um, however, there are skill synergies. And because Faith has reached five ranks in a specific skill, this is listed on table 4-5 of the Player's Handbook, which is on page 66. Um, because she has five ranks or more in Bluff, she gets two bonus modifier to certain skills. So, because she has a, a five in Bluff... She now gets plus two to all her diplomacy checks. So I can put that under miscellaneous modifier, correct? Yep. 
Okay. So even though she has no ranks in this, she has a plus six to talk to anyone nicely. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Bluff actually has an awful lot of synergies. Um, what else? I think it might be a little bit too many, but oh. whatever. Um, you get a plus two to disguise checks to act in character. So would I just put plus two anyway? I just or... put plus two anyway. Okay. I can put a little star next to it. Oh, I guess I can't put a little star next to it. I tried to. No, no stars for you. Next, you become a bonus tool to intimidate. Oh, that's why he put on the accent. It wasn't. I just put the accent on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think these things are... Um, and finally, because of your five ranks in bluff, you get a plus two bonus to your sleight of hand checks. So most of these are absolutely useless to Faith. Um, though they're all really nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at that. I've got, a, I've got a plus seven intimidate check without even trying. So I think... I think w- would you just do a favor for me? Because I think the... the um, computer has calculated this already for you but your sleight of hand check it says it's a zero even though you've got a plus three and a plus two but because it's a trained only skill it's locked at zero mm-hmm. so would you put one rank temporarily in sleight of hand uh, sure yes perfect so next level if you put two skill points in for, actually, would you write 0.5? I'll have to check if that's actually right, but um, you might need a full rank, but you could spend a skill point just getting sleight of hand. I could, but I kind of don't want to. Cause... You don't have to, either. I was I just I saying... I learned something, is the point. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. That's that's the level up. Ta-da! Oh, wait. Don't I get uh, new invocations? Level oh, two? Uh, yes, sorry. Uh, it's, not, it's not the level up. I lied. You get class features. Whoop, whoop. Class features. So, hop to second page. Okie dokie. And then everyone will open up their books. To have a look in their own, to have a look at their character sheet and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a look and you'll see that beginning at second level, a warlock can use detect magic as the spell at will with a cast level equal to your class level. So um, I would put that at, yeah, somewhere on special abilities. Detect magic. <laughs> so at any time, Faith just claps her hands and she has detect magic on. That's it. Um, she does know an additional invocation, which is part of her class thing. It is still a least invocation. All right. Actually, you know what? Just to keep it organized, I could go with Frightful, which is will be shaken. Not stirred, by the way. True. No one is stirred by your frightful blast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
when she casts Eldritch Blast, it does 1d6, and she can choose to either make it a Sickening Blast or a Frightful Blast, which forces a Fort Save against Sicken or a Will Save against Shaken, respectively. And because she has up there the Ability Focus Eldritch Blast feat... My DC um, the, is... Is now 17 still. Yes, it's still 17. Um, which is pretty terrifying, because what, what's what's your will save right now? My will save is not great. It is a 1. So you've got a DC 17 ability here, and a, um, a plus 6 in any skill would be rare to see mm-hmm. at level 2. Yeah. Um, maybe not rare, but definitely not common. Maybe reflex saves. Reflex saves always seem to go really high because Let's... guess what? Dexterity is the best stat. Um, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Constitution is the best stat. I mean, Constitution is irrelevant if you're never hit. Yeah, except or for... undead, because <laughs> the undead don't have a Constitution. Oh lord. Um. But yeah, so that is now the, the level up. That's it. Um, we'll quickly go into um, a third level because there are some there is some bonus stuff that happens at third level. Um, and we'll do a fourth level because there is some bonus stuff that happens at fourth level. And then we'll just jump straight ahead to, a, to 10. Okay, so level three. Level three. You get another d6. This time you rolled a four, which totals seven. Yay, so now I have 22. Awesome. Yay! Yay! Um, your base attack bonus goes from 1 to 2. And then I get 1 in Fort and 1 in Reflex. Yep. Yay! Ah! Two. And then 1. And then 1. And my will save stays three. Okay, you get a further five skill points to put wherever you like. Cool. Um, you can just absolutely just dump all five of them into something um, if I wanted to. Something, something you've not taken yet, like uh, sense motive. Craft. Yeah. Or listen. Listen's a good one. Should probably do listen. Uh, listen, it's not a class skill, so it does cost you twice as many things as oh, it, it should. Oh, shit. Yeah, you have none of the perceptive skills. Well, to be fair, she is Tabitha. She's a bit of an airhead. It's not surprising. Oh my gosh. Why won't it, Why won't it click off? There we go. I, I don't know what program you're using, but it seems difficult. Yeah, it is. It's being a bitch. Okay. Boom. <sighs> There we go. Now I have a three incense motive. That means you can almost tell when people are lying. Hey, wait. Yay. Didn't I unlock a synergy bonus? Um, maybe. I'll have to have a look. Actually, yes. Kick ass. Um, it says diplomacy checks. <laughs> More diplomacy. Yay. This is another plus two. It is another plus two. So uh, I could just tack that on as a plus four. Yes, I'm going to have to double check whether the multiples stack, but it's also outside the purview of this this 
intro thing at the minute, so... We'll just assume it stacks, and if we're wrong, we'll issue a correction, okay? We're not going to say that they do, but we're saying that they are now. Yes. DM's discretion, you see. So, Lewis is the DM. <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, ha. So, um, Tabitha here has got zero ranks in her diplomacy, and yet has a plus eight in the check. Well, 18 charisma. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. She's you so know, bland. Just... <laughs> so, there are a couple of things that happen at third level for you. <gasps> um, so, you develop a special quality. Oh, yeah? So that should be on page two, under special abilities. Yep. Um, I would mark this one in a separate space. Um, specific, specifically, what I'd do is I'd start from the bottom line and go up with the weird stuff that you're getting now. All right. Um, you now get damage reduction one stroke cold iron. So every single time you were hit in melee, by a weapon that isn't made of cold iron, you ignore one point of damage. Because you're so semi-magical. I just moved my mouse to try and move your mouse off the thing. Goodness me. Uh -huh. there. Uh. there. Does that work Perfect. for you? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, it works but There me. is a format thing, but it's fine. Whatever. Um, and your Eldritch Blast goes from 1d6 to 2d6. Hot damn. Da da da. They're still level. It's level over two. Uh, yeah, okay. And the only thing I'm changing is the 2d6. Boop. Boop. I said boop. Damn it. It refuses the boop. It does. It refuses the boop. Yeah, smart your computer. Now, that's all you get for your class. Actually, maybe I should just go back and edit this. Because this is just highlighting the skill, and then the attack is just actually keeping track of the damage. That makes sense. Yeah. There we go. It has. So, every sapient, sentient creature on their third hit dice and you get one hit dice per level, gets a feat. So Tabitha has now got a feat. Oh, now I have three um, feet. To make it quick and simple, do you want to just slap weapon focus into Eldritch Blast? <laughs> I love that it's fucking weapon too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it counts as a weapon in every way that it shouldn't, and it is amazing. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so this actually increases your attack bonus to a plus three. To a plus four. Oh my god. This this is pissing me off so much. <laughs> hey, you had to be the hipster who doesn't use Adobe. Shut up. Um, that's it. That's your level three. This is so hard. I know, right? Uh, so here we're going to go look to level four. All right, level four. We're just going to steamroll through this, so um, we will ignore skill points for this one because just steamroll. Steam okay, roll. 
So uh, you, you got a two this time, sorry. Oh. Which totals five. Damn. Yes, I have twenty-seven hit hit points. Hit hit points. So, um, your so I'll just quickly discuss what you would get. Um, your base stack bonus would go up to three. Woohoo! Um, you would get a plus one to your will save base. You get the deceive item ability, and you get another invocation. Um, but the important thing is, like with the feat for every third hit dice, yeah. at every fourth hit dice, you get a ability score increase, which is a plus one to any one stat. Oh, look at that. That means I could raise my wisdom up to eight. Yep. And now I have a slightly better will save. Yep. So after four levels of dungeon delving, you've accrued some. Um, I've become slightly. Of, I was going to say, I'm four. slightly less of an airhead. Yeah. You've accrued some 6,000 experience points, and now you are competent stuff. Yay! Um, actually, yeah, you haven't... You just need to put in the skills, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, just do that then. Okay. So... Uh, you do that whilst I just quickly touch on what the Deceive item does for everyone. Okay. Who cares? Um, at fourth level or higher, a warlock has the ability to more easily commandeer magic items made for the use of other characters. When making a use magic device check, the warlock can take ten, even distracted or threatened. So... Not everyone can activate a wand. Some wands use divine magic, which generally clerics, druids, rangers, and paladins use. And some use arcane spells, which bards, wizards, and sorcerers use. A fighter looks at a wand just like, this stick is terrible for stabbing. Yep. Um, but the use magic device skill lets you go, hey, I'm actually the thing you're looking for. So just work for me. And it will, if you pass a check. If not, it isn't fooled by you. That's how checks work. Um, so this makes you very versatile, because that means you can hold a um, an arcane spell that does damage in one hand, and a healing wand in the other hand, and just alternate between the two. But there's very little point, because you can just use your bare empty hand to throw... 2d6 of damage at someone. Yeah. Why would I need a damage every wand? Turn. Yeah. I uh, you also have you also have one least invocation extra. Oh. Um I'll tell you what, do you want to take beguiling influence? Sure. Why the hell not? So beguiling influence lasts for 24 hours, can be cast at will. Um and it gives you, I believe, a plus six bonus to bluff, diplomacy, and intimidation. Dip into me. Into me. Into me. It's the day that we live in. Into me. Okay. So, um, I've just realized you have zero rank still in, di in diplomacy, <laughs> but you now have a plus 14 in it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, um, I could theoretically, yeah. Well, I could theoretically have a plus 14. 
I'm just choosing not to. Yeah. Um, so that's it for level four. That that's it. Again, it's super easy. Hey, how many? How much experience do I have at level ten? You have forty-five thousand. Okay, there we go. So sometimes there'll be a multiple level skip. Sometimes you're just going to build a character of um, level ten. If you are going to build a character of level ten, more often than not, the GM will read from table 5.1 of the DMG on page 135, which has the starting wealth by level, which gives a an honestly fairly good amount of gold to spend on magical items and gear and all sorts of other stuff, um, which balances quite nicely, I feel. Um, and for level 10, if Faith was to start a level 10 campaign with me. Um, I would read from this table and tell her that she has 49,000 gold. I better go to, I better go put that in, huh? All uh, right. 49,000 gold. We're in the money. And this is on top of my uh, 16 gold. Technically. Yay. Oh, there we go. Too many zeros. There you go. There's no such thing. There. So, um, yeah, obviously you spent stuff on this, that, and the other, and we're not going to touch equipment. Nope. But That's... there could be 101,000 things that you've bought at this point. Um, but, yeah, let's just run through what we'd do. So we'd look at your your table for Warlock, and we'd look at your base attack bonus first, which says it's a plus 7, stroke plus 2. Yeah, it won't let me put the plus 2 there. That's fine, because it's only when you spend a full round action making a full round attack that you get the second attack as well. But you're never going to get that with your Eldritch Blast, so it's fine. It's fine. How many hit points do I have? Um, You'll have Gained one at five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So it's another sixty-six, which each one adding three from your con. So we'll just call that thirty-six. Okay. Uh, That's actually pretty low. Just just add forty. Okay. Because it's also pretty redundant and relevant. Uh, yeah. And a ton of skill points I get. What, 50 skill points, right? 60, because I... No. 30. 30. Damn. But you can increase skills as high as 13th level. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm better. Uh, Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, do you want to know the, the easy, cheaty way that's yeah. just super fast? Yeah. So you can increase any skill. It was Your highest skill is five. Mm-hmm. So you can increase any skill by as much as eight. Oh, okay. And you've got 30. So choose six skills to increase by five. Oh, okay. So one... Diplomacy is a cross-class skill. 
You need to spend twice as many ranks on it. Fine. It's still fine. <laughs> well, you, you spend twice as many points. So when I say choose six to put five in, diplomacy takes up two to achieve five. Okay. So choose another four. So now I get to choose another four. Okay. So yep. then we'll bump... Bump up. Ah, damn it. Shift tab, shift tab. Okay, so this will be six. This will be nine. See? And. Well, I've got two more now, right? I think so. I've not actually been keeping count. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this was. Two, three, four. So yeah, two more. It's super easy to count up ranks and work oh, out no, where I you should actually wrong. be. Hang on. So no, because I put okay. So this, so the diplomacy counted as two. Yep. So, this so you've three... effectively put ten. Yeah, you've put ten skill points in for five ranks. Okay, yeah, so then I, uh, right, so then seven, that should be eight, there we go, looks okay. good. Um, let's see, what else have we got? Um, so next up is your saves, your base saves go to a three, three, seven. Which I've done. Awesome, you're ahead of me. Um, you get Eldritch Blast goes to 5d6. Um, your damage reduction goes to 2 Cold Iron. Okay. Uh, it's a very small damage reduction, but it's pretty nice. Just the fact that I can um, ignore two points of damage is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, you get Fiendish Resilience 1. Um, beginning at 8th level, a Warlock knows the trick of Fiendish Resilience. Once per day, as a free action, she can enter a state that lasts for two minutes, which is 20 rounds. While in this state, the Warlock gains Fast Healing 1, which means every round for 20 rounds, once per day, you heal one hit point. Which is pretty cool. Okay. Also, at level 10 and higher, a warlock has resistance 5 against any two of the following energy types acid, cold, electricity, fire, and sonic. Okay. Shalantus cubes would be acid. Yeah. So, resistance, acid, and we'll go with. Mm. Fire's the smart Fire. one. Ah. Okay. So anytime, so it's resistance five. Anytime you would take damage from acid or fire, you minus five from the number. It's. So I'll just do resistance five. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Again, there's a like specific way it's written in the monster stats that I copy over because. 
consistency, but it as long as it's clear, it's clear. Right. Um, what else do you get? What else do you get? That's it. Oh, you get some. You get some more um, invocations. Yay! Uh, you should now have a total of six instead of the three that you have. Um, and any three of the three that you choose can be least or lesser. Uh, lesser ones can be um, Eldritch Chain. Um, when you hit someone with your blast, it jumps to another person. Um, Brimstone Blast, which would replace your Frightful Blast or Sickening Blast. It deals fire damage, um, and you get a reflex save or catch on fire. Um <laughs> uh, Good so, choices, good choices. Yeah, so maybe I will take Brimstone Blast. F V Fire. Yep. Okay. Um let's see. Um Lesser invocations can be charm, cause a single creature to regard you as a friend, curse of despair, curse one creature to curse one creature as the bestow curse spell or hinder their attacks. That's really cool because it's a good spell. Wait, which um, is the curse one? Curse of despair. Oh, I like um, curses. There's also the dead walk, which is kind of janky. Basically, you get the create undead spell. But you can cast it without the material component. Which is a corpse? No, no, no. You, you have to have the corpse. Oh. Um, the corpse is the target. The material component is a 25 gold onyx gem for every hit dice huh. of the undead that you want to summon. Um, but you can forego, with this ability, you can forego the, the onyx gem. Um, but the trade-off is that is that they exist for only one minute, and then they crumble to dust. Hmm. So, halfway through a fight, once you've killed half the minions, you just go, boom, guess what? Come on, boys. <laughs> Time for, for round two on my turn this time. Right. And then they'll kill half, half the remaining guys, and then you just do it again. <laughs> um, that does get less and less beneficial as you go up in level. At level 10, I'd say it's, it's pretty hit or miss. Right. Um, but yeah, you can kill one guy, turn him into a zombie, tell him to kill another guy, have those two zombies, then summon him into a zombie, have those two zombies kill another two guys. The first two zombies will die. Then you raise the second two humans and then just send them off and do a repeat. Just be like, yep, nice. slowest necromancer ever. Um, other options are fell flight. You can, as a standard action, you can get 24 hours of flight as if the flight spell. Um, or there's one that's a miniature dimension door. Oh, it's 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 a short range dimension door, and as well as just teleporting you, leaves a major image of you behind to confuse people. You leave the cartoon cloud as you I love zoom it. off. Okay, wait. So, all right. So I've taken brimstone blast, curse of despair, and fell flight. Which is really, really funny that it's called Fell Flight. Yeah. It's like, it's like 
the 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 evil fell darkness as opposed to the oh no <laughs> it's falling with style i fell <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness I, I just got a flashback to that new trailer yeah. moving on yep um, so that's all that you get from your class actually Look so, at that. So complicated. At level 6 and level 9, you got another feat. Um, if you don't mind, I have a couple of recommendations. Go for it. Tabitha was kind of a blank slate. Um, so at level 6, uh, it's fairly up to you what you pick. Um, it like really just really is. Um, I don't have a clue. Um, fuck it. Take skill focus diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> this gives you a plus three in oh diplomacy checks. <laughs> diplomacy. Okay. So go up there and uh, diplomacy. We'll just plonk this as a number seven now, I guess. Right? Oh damn it! Ah, what the? F Said we will plonk this as a number seven, I guess. There we go. Hey, look at that! I, I got a I sixteen in my diplomacy now. I love how half of that skill modifier is entirely because of synergy bonuses. Synergy bonuses and just not having ranks in it. It's not even a class skill. Um, look at that. You, you've got a really high non-class. I, I wasn't going for this, honestly. It just sort of happened. But Tabitha's a, fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, this one is the only time that you've actually had to really um, qualify for a feat. Yep. So a lot, a lot of people discuss all the time, like, oh, there's prerequisites and there's feat trees. But for point-blank shot, you require nothing. For ability focus, you need to have an ability to focus on, which seems like a fairly acceptable requirement. Uh, weapon focus requires you to be to have a plus one bonus as your base attack bonus and to be proficient in the weapon that you want to be focusing on. Which, if you're not proficient in Eldritch Blast as a warlock, are you even a warlock? Yeah, well, if you're not proficient in the weapon, I don't know why you're looking for a plus one yeah, to the attack one. roll. Seriously. Because there's another feat that says you are now proficient in this, which lets you ignore the minus four for not being proficient. <laughs> Um, I would much rather negate a minus four than gain a plus one with the minus four. Right. Um, but the plus the base attack bonus of plus one is achievable by everyone at level two, unless you're doing some stupid multi-class, like a level one rogue and a level one wizard. That's two levels of base attack bonus zero, which add up to a total of zero. Um, Don't I mean, be that's like not fumbles. a terrible class to do. It's just, it's just, yeah, you're just going to be like really far behind um but you know those can actually still do some pretty nice things anyway um so you took that third level when you had a base attack bonus of two so that was a really low cost yep um 
skill focus also has no prerequisites. This one does, and I fully support it. Um, proficiency with weapon, which is fair, because it's a focus on a weapon. That's not the name of the feat, I'm just going through the oh, prerequisites here. Got it. Um, but it requires that you have a base attack bonus of 8. Oh wait, no, I'm talking nonsense, because you're, you have a plus 7, yep. so it would be level 12 you could take this. I'll oh. finish it anyway. Um, a base attack of 8, which a fighter could take at 8th level using a fighter feat. A barbarian could take at ninth level using a normal feat. Um, and you could take at level 12. Or you could take one level of fighter and multi-class. Nah. I'd... Which is out of the purview of this. But Yes, we'll do that some other do. day. Could do, not should do. Um, and what that does is it doubles the threat range of a weapon. So your 5d6 Eldritch Blast would do double damage if you rolled a 19 or 20 to hit. Nice. And I fully support that being behind a plus 8 prerequisite because oh yeah, at low levels that's kind of silly. And um, another huge difference between 5th and 3rd I've seen is that monsters and players are built differently. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not entirely sure of the mechanic behind it. Um, but in 3rd edition, they are both built off the same system. Um, and if you want to have access to this feat at level 1, goblins will have access to this feat at level 1. And there are a lot of goblins rolling a lot of dice with a lot of daggers. Yeah. And it's double threat, threat range, uh, which we touched on in... This is probably going to be cut because it's a massive sideline. Um, in 3rd edition you don't automatically crit when you roll a 20 you roll in a th each weapon has a threat range if you naturally roll in that threat range you then roll again to see if it would hit if the second dice conf then confirms a hit you have got a critical hit so it's harder to get but the payoff is quite nice because stuff like axes will have a 20 times 3, which means if you roll a natural 20, you are threatening a critical. You roll that again. If that confirms it, which means the same attack modifier against the same AC, um, you do triple damage because axes. Um, whereas with a longsword, if you roll a natural 19 or 20 um, and then roll again to confirm, you do double damage. So it's a wider range and a smaller multiplier. There are some weird, neat stuff, like the um, pick and the scythe, which are both 20 times 4, which is just amazing. Um, and opposite to that, we have things like the falchion and scimitar, which have an 18 to 20 times 2. So if you roll a natural 18, 19, 20, you roll again to confirm. If you confirm, you do times two damage. And with this feat, instead of nat needing a natural 20, 19, or 18, you need a natural 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, or 15 Jesus. to threaten. Holy yeah. crap. So if you want this, if people want me to ignore that prerequisite of it being base attack bonus 8, then sure, I don't mind having level 1 orcs with scimitars. Yeah. 
everywhere. He'll do it. He'll do it. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately you can't take that one right now. Eh. Sorry. Eh. What are you going to um, do? I'm sure there's some kind of spell focus I could take. Um, actually, one of the feats that you probably should have taken a while ago would be Precise Shot, which is part of a feat tree. Um, a lot of people have a bit of angst about feat trees as well. Basically, the the archery tree is you need to have point-blank shot as a feat before you can access the other ones. The only prerequisite for precise shot is that you have point-blank shot. What this does is you ignore the minus four penalty for shooting into melee. So, can shoot into melee or whatever. Okay. Proficient um, because... at shooting into melee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when when the fighter and the orc are toe-to-toe, they're not just stood waiting for other people's turns to finish so they can have their one attack against each other and then wait again. They are ducking and diving in and out of each other, and just the models represent that they're stood still. Um, and shooting into that melee means that you might because you are naturally countering um, the the chance that you can you could hit your friend. Yeah, you're trying to predict what is going to happen next. Yeah, and so it's not basically, easy. The, the, there's there's three outcomes. Like if you just throw something at two people spinning around, there's three outcomes. You hit your friend, you hit the other guy, and you hit nothing. So that minus four is representative of um, the character choosing to risk a larger hitting nothing to avoid hitting their friend entirely because no one really likes shooting the paladin in the back of the head and accidentally critting and then the, the, the DM's in there just going, ah, well sucks to be you, roll up a new character because as far as I know, that's not even a variant rule. Um, it might be. It might be somewhere. I might just be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, um, yeah, there's no chance of hitting your friend in a normal melee. In stuff like pushes and grapples, when you share a space briefly, yes, because you're actually in the same space and it's a bit weird. Um, but if you just stood next to each other and you shoot a bow, um, and even on a natural one, that doesn't actually do anything. It just misses. It doesn't do max damage against someone next to someone else in the combat. It's, it's silly. Yes. Silly is not necessarily bad, but it is still silly. Yes. Um, and the last thing to do is at 8th level, you'd have got another ability bonus. Yay! Let's, um... Hmm. Shit, you know what? Let's put it into decks. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Now, um, at level 10, you would have a considerable amount of items that give you maybe plus four to certain stats. like Rings of wisdom uh, or something. Yeah, so your wisdom's probably going to be um, a positive number. <laughs> at least. Um, and yeah, you'll have a magic armor, so your AC would be much higher than that. 
Um, let's see, 10th level? Yeah, probably a plus 2 armor. Yeah, I mean, we're not... Possibly a plus 2 chain, which is a plus 6 to your AC. So yeah, that would have been another 3 on top of that. It's not a huge amount, and then you'll have like amulets of natural armor, you'll have rings of protection, Right. you'll have all sorts of cool stuff that you just cannot go into right now. Yeah, no, we're that, that's just too much. That's too much. But all in all, this was the hard part, everybody. It was just plugging yeah. in numbers. It wasn't, it's not as harrowing as uh, some people would lead you to believe. I mean, yeah, we spent an, you know, an hour doing this, but we also went off on a number of tangents about fucking water being lava, technically. So, and also, I spent a good ten minutes talking about a feat that has no purview within it, this entire topic. Yeah, see, um, so it's really not that hard to level up a character, and I'm leveling up a character in a class that I have never played before. It's not that scary. I actually kind of want to play her now, because she actually seems more badass in 3.5 than she did in 5e. Possibly. So. Um, that you can absolutely have a flick through the DMG um, and see what you can get for your 49,000 gold. I'll tell you what, do that. You could do a, a tweet about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe I could post a poll and be like, okay, what gear should I deck out Tabitha Von Splotch and I've got 49,016 gold. Go. Um, so here is um, something interesting that I quite like. Your touch AC, because your dexterity hasn't actually changed. Right. Your dex mod hasn't changed since 1 to level 10. It's always been 13. Now, it might have gone up to... 15, maybe 16 with certain items and whatnot. Um, but that's still a very small growth from 13 to 15. Right. You have a plus 11 to hit, essentially, if, if there were two Tabitha Von Splotches, um, you would have a plus 11 to hit against her touch AC of 13, maybe 15. This is the power of touch attacks. Oh yeah, that's what Eldritch Blast counts as. It's a uh, ranged touch, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> because it doesn't require you to exceed the armor of the target. Um, it just allows you, it just requires that you make contact. So it uses the touch AC. Um, so again, your three-quarter bab advancement is really good because you're also aiming at a touch AC, which is generally terrible. Um, actually, let me just drag something up. Um, give me a monster. Um... Who? What kind of? What kind of monster are you going to fight at level ten? Um... I don't know because when I was level ten in fifth edition, we fought like. Um, we fought cultists, and then we fought the mother of all beholders. Holder, that's easy. That's 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 a CR thirteen, so that's that's doable, I think. Okay. Um, so a beholder has an armor class of twenty six. 
Now, a fighter with similar stats to you will probably have his four-inch strength. Um, and he'll have a 10 from his base attack bonus, his full bab. So that's 14. Uh, he'll also have a plus one, maybe a plus two weapon. So that's 16. Um, he'll probably have um, weapon focus for 17. Um, maybe he'll have greater weapon focus for 18. Um, oh shit, that's right. I forgot to up, up my attack bonus on the Eldritch Blast. Uh, so... Yeah, I also forgot that. Um, Let's see. So it was four at. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. I'm so counting and I'm losing count because um, it's four a.m., five a.m. Um, where did I get to? Seventeen. I don't know. The, I, the fighter's got a plus seventeen on his attack roll total, okay. which is pretty reasonable. He needs to roll a nine on that d6 on that d20. Sorry, to hit the beholder, which. Is pretty good, right? Honestly, um, and that's why beholders shouldn't just squat on the floor. They can fly naturally, and they have the entire anatomy is built around having laser eyes. So, hug that ceiling, boys. And use the disintegration um, ray. Yes. Um, so yeah, he needs to roll a nine, which is pretty pretty tasty um, to hit the armor class of this thing. You have a 11, 12, if you're within 30 feet. It's, it's irrelevant. It, yeah. You have an 11. You have a 95% chance of hitting because it's touch AC is 11. You yeah. only miss on a 1. <laughs> I love it. All right. uh, Let's see. So it's 16 level over 2. Hang on a second. What is this? Uh, wouldn't, would it be 10? It would be 10. It would be 10. You would be level 10, yes. Yes, okay. So DC 21. Okay, so... I'll just put 21 in brackets because that's where we're at currently. Well, this beholder. Holy moly. Oh yeah, uh, and at level 10 it's 5d6, right? That's what we determined? I can't remember. <laughs> and if, and if it, it's basically half level. Okay, yeah, D6. so we were right. All right. Um, you also get plus one to the damage if you're within um, 30 feet, because oh. point blank is a good feat. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so... The beholder's probably going to pass about half the saves you ask it. Hmm. And also, 5 to 6 damage is a lot of damage. Yes, it is. Um, the fighter, I don't know, really. Um, there's so many variables that can go into this, especially at level 10. At level 1, it's fairly clear-cut. You're going to do a lot of D6s. He's going to do a lot of 2D6s. You're going to have light armor. He's going to have the armor. It's very easy. When you get to higher levels, um, it starts to spread out a bit. Um, 
and you could absolutely make a fighter that's far more combat optimized than this but this wasn't combat optimized this was this was mostly just spam diplomacy and yeah. have fun while teaching folk how to do stuff yeah no, this um, is all about fun curse your chaotic good nature i know right um, Yeah, I think that, um, I, I feel like I feel like we uh, covered everything. Um, I can't think of anything. It's literally just gear. Yeah, that's the only thing we haven't done is gear. Yeah. So, yeah it really is. Yeah. So that's that's it, everybody. The only reason it took us an hour and 20 minutes to do this is that we went off on tangents. Otherwise... And and we were doing it specifically so for people to learn. Yeah. It's not our fault. <laughs> well, the tangents are, but the... Uh, I accept the... no blame for this thing that I did. You will I accept... refuse to be blamed for such cowardly actions that I have previously done. You're not being... He won't accept blame, but he'll accept responsibility. It's different. That's true. <laughs> I definitely did it, but it's not my fault. So it's my prerogative. <laughs> so I think that wraps up uh, how to level from one to two to three to four to ten. And uh, it's not scary. It's not hard. And uh, I think we'll just catch you next time. I will just slap a quick little footnote on this. Um, third edition doesn't actually have an upper level cap. Um, everything after level 20 is called epic. And you could be an epic warlock and have 21 or 40 or 100 level. Oh. It's the same system all the way up. I love it. You get to... Yeah, level... 50 warlock and you've still got one feet at every third level a bonus to an ability score every fourth level and you get five skill points every level it yeah it's not it's nowhere near as complicated as it may first seem and i still wouldn't be able to kill god maybe give him maybe a 50 uh well i mean Maybe? We'll see if she even gets that far. I have no idea how the... Um, you do use a different um, character table from level 21 onwards. Um, so I'm not sure how Warlock Eldritch Blast would scale after level 20. But if you are getting 25d6 on it... Um, There'll also come a point where you can apply the, um, oh Jesus, the quicken spell-like ability feat, which would let you cast it as a free action, and then you could cast it as well as a normal action. Oh my god. Okay, that's that's a mess for another time, I think. It's late yeah. for you, buddy. You need to go to bed. It, it is. <laughs> why, do, why do I start optimizing when I'm exhausted? Because when, when I'm awake, when I'm awake, it's just sort of like, yeah, just just have fun. No, no one really minds. It's all good, really. And then when I'm tired, it's just like, I need to get 
103% efficiency out of this. Oh my god. You need to get 103 proficiency out of sleeping. No, I want a Fighter 4 Warlock 4. With the one that lets him do the Eldritch Blast in his sword. We can do that. On a media attack. We can do that on another episode, okay? I he promise. Does like, he does like 8d6 on a hit. Lewis. He goes tonk. Lewis. Faith tonk. Nice. It can be a large bastard sword. Lewis. A large bastard sword requires three hands to use, but if you have the proficiency thing, it requires one hand to use, but if it's large, it takes two hands again, so you can have a large 2d8 bastard sword, uh, minus two to hit, and you can hit him with the minus two, and then you can... I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah, you are. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, everybody. Have fun. Keep adventuring. Heck yeah. Bye. Ciao. Special thanks to Tom from Tabletop Audio for our theme music and to Chris for our sweet art. And an extra, extra special thanks to you, dear listeners, for your patience with our very mercurial schedule. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, hit us up on Twitter at Grumpy Deck or hop into our Discord. Also, uh, happy anniversary, Lewis! We've been doing this podcast for over a year now. Yay! We'll catch you next time.